he shook his head. Marry a nice girl. She paused a moment to make sure this advice sank in, and then turned around and headed back toward the front of the plane. Peter could see no other passengers in the aisle. A flight attendant strode by, closing luggage bins. Any minute now, the plane would begin to pull away from the gate, and the monitors drooping from the ceiling would begin to play the safety video. Peter looked at the empty seat beside him. He sighed and shrugged his shoulders. Then he spread open his paper and began to read. He had been reading for a couple of minutes when he heard some rushed footsteps coming toward him and became aware of a form hovering nearby. He nonchalantly folded the paperback and saw that a young woman was hoisting a bag overhead. As she lifted her arms, she revealed a tanned, well-modeled stripe of abdomen. Peter's heart fluttered. The young woman sat down. As well as he could, while pretending to idly look around the cabin, Peter studied her. She appeared to be Peter's age, and she had long reddish-blonde hair that fell over her shoulders. What Peter first noticed in her profile was the soft bow of her jaw and how the line turned back at her rounded chin. It reminded Peter of an ideal curve that might be displayed in an old painting manual. Now the young woman turned in Peter's direction, looking for the clasp on her seatbelt. Then she raised her head, looked at him, and smiled. The effect was like seeing the sun over the ocean at mid-morning, a tremendous blast of light. Before she sat down, Peter noticed she had thrown a thick paperback onto her seat. Now she opened it and began to read. After a moment, Peter saw that she had let the book fall closed. She sat staring before her, lost in thought. Peter saw the book's cover and was taken aback. The Magic Mountain by Thomas Mann To sit next to a beautiful young woman on a flight from New York to Los Angeles is one thing. To sit next to a beautiful young woman on a flight from New York to Los Angeles who is on page 500 of The Magic Mountain is quite another. A young woman reading The Magic Mountain had to be intelligent and patient and interested in a range of different ideas, many of them quite old-fashioned. She would also happen to be reading the only long German novel that Peter Russell himself had ever read. For all his daydream eagerness, now he was actually presented with the possibility of falling in love with a beautiful young woman sitting next to him on an airplane. Peter was terrified. Terrified that he might actually get what he dreamt of getting, and terrified that now, Having the opportunity to get it, he would screw up. The plane had taken off and was drifting slowly above a thick wadding of cloud. The sound of engines was loud, but had become familiar and functioned as thought-extinguishing white noise. And without even speaking to her, Peter was convinced. He knew for a certainty that he could spend the rest of his life with this woman, and it would be blissful. But then he heard the voice of reason explain to him that his assumptions about what would happen were based on a fantasy. Real life, real marriage was doing the dishes when you were tired and paying the mortgage. He stole another glance at the young woman. He imagined her thumb and forefinger grasping a ballpoint pen and writing out a mortgage check, her hand working like some antique mechanism that was a marvel to the world. Just then the young woman sighed, stretched a little, and looked up. Here was his moment. He could look over and ask, What takes you to Los Angeles? The words circled around and around in his head. Then something strange happened. 
Peter was not prone to auditory hallucinations, but he thought that he actually heard the words, What takes you to Los Angeles? being spoken. Suddenly, understanding, he jumped in his seat. Oh, I'm sorry, he heard a warm mezzo voice say. I didn't mean to startle you. I was just wondering, what takes you to Los Angeles? The girl had spoken to him, and Peter looked at her and her friendly expression. It was time for him to say something, and he managed to blurt out, Work! Now Peter braced himself for the inevitable. What sort of work do you do? New Wave, West Coast Jazz Pianist? Vinter? No, he would have to say that he worked for a Wall Street firm in the corporate finance department, and therefore he was the most boring human being you could possibly meet on a plane. But the girl didn't ask about his job. Instead, she asked, Do you like Los Angeles? He toggled between...